Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So blessed you have joined us. And I'm your host for this hour, Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley. And I'm here to take your questions and your prayer requests. You just heard the number that you can call and be on the air and this really, I want to remind you, is your show, the listener, to be able to call in and list, ask. Uh, you can ask questions about uh, your Bible reading or teaching you heard or current events or our worldview on certain things that we see around us. Uh, maybe you have some questions about uh, Christmas. Um, maybe uh, you uh, have some uh, questions about the Christmas story or the events surrounding the birth of Jesus, his first advent. Maybe you even got some questions about uh, the second advent of Jesus, his second coming, what the scriptures have to say. Love to talk to you about uh, those things of the Lord. Give me a call at 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. I'll repeat that number throughout uh, the program, and you can be live on the air. Uh, for you who are listening on Grace FM all along the Front Range from southern uh, Colorado, uh, up through uh, the Front Range and into southern Wyoming. We welcome you. You're listening live. And then for you who have picked up the program out east on Hope FM and Truth FM, you can call on that number as well at 303-690-3000. Somebody will answer, and you can ask your question or give your prayer request. And then you are a week delayed, and you can listen to the conversation that we have next week uh, on either uh, Truth or Hope FM. So, so blessed when you call from the East Coast. So thankful that we can be a part of your lives, that you've picked up Calvary Live. And so I want to also give you an- another number that is a text line for texting only. Make sure that you're safe when you're texting, that you're not driving or anything. And that number is 720-336-0897. And as time permits, we'll go to those text questions and uh, you can text in your questions or give your prayer requests as well. Well, we know that we're in the season of Advent, the season of Christmas, and I want to read to you from Luke chapter 1 as uh, I host Calvary Live this month. I love the Christmas story. I love the events surrounding the Christmas story, and we need to remember that it was uh, all throughout the centuries, uh, ever since Genesis chapter 3, actually, the millenniums, that the promise was given that Messiah was going to come. He would be the hope of the world, the Savior of the world. And all of a sudden, on that night 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem, uh, the light of the world, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, was born. And it's such a magnificent story. And I want to read to you from Luke chapter 1, when uh, the angel Gabriel, Gabriel is associated with messages given to uh, the uh, people of Israel, concerning the coming of Messiah. But Gabriel comes to Mary, and I want to read that account to you. And as we read that, uh, having come in, the angel said to Mary, 
Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and considered what manner of greeting this was. And then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And one of the things that we notice is that uh, as I read the passage when the angel came to Joseph and made the announcement that that which uh, is in Mary is conceived of the Holy Spirit, and you shall bear forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, and he will save his people from their sins, is that a message was given to Joseph, don't be afraid, a message given to Mary, not be afraid, and then those shepherds on that first Christmas night is not to be afraid. And I hope that's an encouragement to you because maybe at this Christmas season it's a difficult time and maybe you're anxious, maybe you're afraid. It may be different reasons. Maybe you're going through uh, a difficult time or through a loss. I want you to know that the Lord uh, loves you and that he is with you and he desires to minister his comfort to you. So give me a call. Let's talk about the things the Lord loved to just encourage you, pray for you any way that um, that we can here. That's what this show is all about, and to bless you with the Word of God. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And let's go to Isaac and Parker. Isaac? Yes. How are you? Good. You're on Calvary Live. Hello? You, yes. got a, you, got a, you got a question for me, Isaac? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Go ahead. So my question is, what if you only ate the apple and I didn't ever eat the apple? Well, I'm assuming you mean the fruit. Yeah, the fruit from the tree that was forbidden to eat from. The Bible doesn't say that it was an apple. Um, it says it was a fruit. It could have been a peach. It could have been an apple. It could have been something else. It could have been a pear. Uh, I think it was a peach because I like peaches. Um, but he was told, don't eat of the tree uh, of the knowledge of good and evil. For if you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So Adam was given a choice. And of course, it was the serpent that came along as you look to Genesis chapter uh, 3. And we see that the serpent, being Satan, deceived um, Eve. And uh, we see the the fall of man, and they did eat of it. Um, she handed it over to Adam. He ate of the tree, and so we live now in a fallen world. And one of the things, Isaac, that we're going to see in Romans chapter 5 here at Calvary Chapel Greeley, we're, we're studying the book of Romans, is that Paul says that because Adam sinned in the garden, sin and death came into the world, came to all men. And then because of the last Adam, Jesus Christ, uh, because of his righteous act in going to the cross— that's the reference, is that we have life. If Adam had not eaten of that tree, then we wouldn't have seen the death, um, that uh, the fallen creation. But the fact is that he did, 
And uh, we live in a fallen creation, and sin has come to every man and every woman that's ever been born. The only one that has ever lived a perfect life is Jesus, who came, the Son of God. And because of his act, he would uh, go to the cross, and now we have life through him. So does that help, Isaac? Yes. Okay, good Good question. Appreciate your calling. Thank you. Thank you, Isaac. God bless you. You have a good evening. Thank you, too. <laughs> so 303-690-3000 is the number to call and uh, give us a call, ask a question. You know, one of the things that blesses me is when children call, uh, when young people call, teenagers call. Don't be afraid to call. Uh, I'd love to hear your questions, talk with you, encourage you in any way that we can. Again, we have some open lines, uh, so give me a call. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. You can text in a question or a prayer request, but we're here to bless you. Let's go to Peter in Aurora. Peter? Yeah? You're on Calvary Live. Awesome. Hey, I have a prayer request. Absolutely. We'll we'll be privileged to pray for you and, and lift uh, what your request is up to the Lord. Okay, good. Cause, um, so it's for my younger brother, Patrick. Um, he's not a believer, and uh, he has a, an addiction to heroin. And I just pray that um, you lead him to the arms of Jesus and help him overcome his addiction and hope, encourage him to get clean and all that. Absolutely. So let's pray. Father, uh, Peter calls in. He loves his brother. Um, He loves him enough to call. And so, Lord, we lift up Patrick to you. He has an addiction to drugs, to heroin. It's a terrible, terrible problem that we see not only in Colorado, but throughout the nation. So we lift him up to you. You are the one that can free from any kind of addiction, alcohol, any kind of drug. So we pray that you would do that work. We pray that uh, Patrick's eyes would be opened up and that he would um, see his need for you and to surrender to you as Lord and Savior. And Lord, that um, that you would help him in that, that, it, that there would be that moment where his mind is sound enough to make that decision for you and that you would bring healing that you would bring freedom, that you would free him from the addiction, and, Lord, that you would transform his heart. And we just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, man, thank you. You bet, Peter. Hey, we'll be praying, okay? Okay, thank you. Absolutely. All right, have a good night. You too, Peter. Thanks for calling us. When somebody hangs up, we have an open line, so 303-690-3000. Maybe you have somebody that you want to pray for. We certainly would love to do that here. As Hebrews chapter 4 says that we can go to the throne of grace in time of need because he's our compassionate high priest. He's our sympathetic high priest. He is our you know, perfect high priest, and, and we can go to him. And the Lord cares about your loved ones who are struggling. Uh, who have addictions, who are lost. Um, He cares about every situation in your life, and so it's a privilege to be able to go to the Lord um, with our prayer requests, and, and, um, and and it's a blessing to be able to join together and be able to do that. 
Well, we have some open lines, so 303-690-3000. I welcome you to call in and grab one of those open lines. But let's go to Jana in Fort Collins. Jana? Hello. Jana? Yes, I'm here. You're on Calvary Live. Well, I just had a quick question. Absolutely. I... God has called me to be an evangelist, and I really like to share things with people, and the gospel is a struggle for me because I, I go to share it, and I run into walls with people that they don't want to be religious, they don't want certain things, and it's almost like I get shut down right away. So my question is, what is the simplest way to share the gospel with somebody? Well, I think it's it's wonderful that you want to share the gospel. Um, I encourage Christians that, you know, God has chosen us to, to share the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ. And, um, and that's what you're telling me you desire. And that's something that he's called all Christians to do. We do know that there is the gift of evangelism, those who just have that gift of being able to share um, the gospel message, but also... Um, you know, as we share, um, one of the things that I want to encourage you in is is that not everybody, first of all, is going to receive the gospel. The gospel stumbles people. We live in a world that's more hostile, that is uh, more uh, in opposition against the gospel message, but we still are to give it because you don't know, Jana, if you are planting seeds. Sometimes when people get hostile to the gospel, uh, is because they're being convicted. And, and that's a good thing that can happen. What really bothers me is when I share the gospel and someone says, well, that's fine, and that's lovely, and that's for you, but it's not for me, and I think we'll all end up in bliss together. That's what really kind of bothers me. But when somebody you know, kind of barks at you or barks at me for giving the gospel, it could be that the Lord is convicting them. That's the first thing. But I think second of all, Jana, here's the thing. I think it's important for us to develop relationships as well as we share the gospel. And it's not going to be in every case that we do that, but to to have people to watch us, because you see, we not only speak the gospel, but we live the gospel. So those in your family, those who live next to you, those who work alongside of you, when they see the reality of Jesus Christ and how you live your life, and Paul would say to Timothy, Timothy, you be an example in word and in, in uh, behavior and conduct, in your faith and in your speech um, and in your purity. And as you are a witness in that way, that you're not just speaking the gospel, but you're living the gospel, people are going to be more open to listen to you because they're saying, hey, there's something different. There's something different about Jana. There's something that she has that I don't have that the world doesn't have, and then they're going to be more open to it. So I think it takes wisdom. I think it takes discernment. It takes prayer. Every day, Lord, if I have the opportunity to share the gospel, will you show it? And it may be you know, those divine appointments that, uh, that you have, that the Lord brings you somebody that you never thought that would come to you at that time or you'd run into. And those are times that, as the Lord leads you to share the gospel, but also uh, those who are linked to you in your life, 
uh, that you are in contact daily, consistently, and constantly. You want to be one that they they need to see something of the love of Jesus Christ and that you walk the gospel and just you allow the Lord to to um, to just kind of, um, you know, have them see that. And what I do, Jana, is I always pray, Lord, particularly if somebody's on my heart, family members or whoever, Lord, please take the blindfold off. Lord, uh, soften their hearts. Lord, uh, help me to say the right words. So prayer is very important, the way that you live your life, and then giving the simplicity of the gospel to whoever that God gives you to share it with. Does that does that help? Oh yeah, that does help. So you know, sometimes we can get real anxious, and we can you know just kind of um, you know start speaking the gospel. You know, when we've met somebody for thirty seconds, you, you know, just I think it takes um, we it takes just discernment and opportunity. The see the other side of the spectrum is a lot of people. They they won't give the gospel when they really should to the people that we're linked to, but there is you know they say timing is everything and I think the Lord will guide you as you pray, as you minister, um, you know when you give the gospel the results up to the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit that is going to draw a person to Jesus open up their hearts to Him open up their eyes to Him you need to always remember that. I've never argued anybody into the kingdom. I've never convinced anybody into the kingdom. It's always been that God has touched their hearts. And you know what? One of the things, Jana, I've had people here at church because I give invitations for people to come to Christ at the end of the service. I've had people sit in service for six months to a year before they gave their lives to Jesus Christ. So, you know, those are things to always keep in mind, that salvation is the work of God, just being an open vessel to be used of the Lord as you share with others the gospel, the good news. All right? Okay, Janet, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you. Keep sharing, okay? Okay, thank All right. you. All right. You bet. 303-690-3000. You know, uh, sharing the gospel can be kind of scary at times and um, can be hard for some. And uh, But always remember that you not only speak the gospel, but you live the gospel, being that witness with your life. And, and oftentimes people will come to you and begin conversation that opens up a dialogue that you can share, that I'm a believer. I believe in Jesus Christ. He's changed my life. For you to be able to say, hey, this is what the Lord means to me, um, and uh, to be able to be led by the Lord is important. To be in prayer, Lord, those divine appointments, if you have any today, help me be open, give me wisdom and words to say, that all goes into it to be able to share. But we are to share with others because the Lord has chosen us to do that. And uh, there may be other means. There may be maybe a teaching that is, um, you know, that you know that's going to touch somebody's heart, it's going to give them an opportunity to come to the Lord, that you can give them that teaching, a, a CD, whatever the case may be. So there's different ways for us to be able to share the good news of the gospel with others. So hope you do that. Um, let's go to Desiree on line three. Desiree? Hello? Desiree? Yes? How are you? You're on Calvary Live. 
I'm fine, Pastor. I was going to ask you some questions about Enoch, but I think I have something different I need to talk about instead of Enoch. Enoch. Um, Sorry about that. Um, I said something really mean today to my spouse. I feel so bad, but um, he's so mean to me verbally. He's driving me crazy. He's so mean verbally. And um, I don't know why I have not left him. And I pray that God hears my prayers. But um, yeah, so You know, Desiree, what we're going to do is we're going to pray for you. And I, I, I'm sorry that you're in a marriage in a situation that, that you feel um, that, um, and, you know, you're telling me you have a spouse that um, is very mean to you. Uh, he don't believe you know, in God. Yeah. And, and um, but, but here's the thing I want. Here's the thing that you need to draw from the strength of the Lord. You're in a very difficult situation to pray for your husband. And, and here's the hard part, Desiree. Here's the hard part. That you want the Lord to determine how it is that you're going to react. Sometimes, and I'm, you know, I can struggle with this. Sometimes I want to react. Hey, you say an un- unkind word to me, I'm going to answer back with an unkind word. You say something to me, I'm going to be vengeful. I'm going to say something that's going to hurt you as well. And what happens is it becomes a vicious cycle. And what happens is it doesn't bring the righteousness of God. And I'm not saying, Desiree, that you're to be a doormat, to be just abused verbally at all. What I'm saying is there's a time to dismiss yourself if you can. Um, There's a time where you need to go walk away and go to the Lord. Um, But it's it's a very hard situation that you're in. And there's going to be a lot of dependency upon the Lord and surrender to him and and asking the Lord to intervene. So, Father, I do pray for that for Desiree. I can tell that her heart's broken. Her husband is not a believer, and we know that corrupt words are coming out of his mouth to tear her down, and to, um, Lord, um, it hurts. And I can't imagine the hurt that she's going through. So I pray, first of all, that you would get a hold of her husband's heart, that he would open up his heart to you, that um, that he would see what he's doing is bringing damage to his marriage, that he is hurting his spouse, his wife, that what he's doing is wrong. I pray for Desiree that you give her strength, that she's in that place of waiting, in that place of, of difficulty, that you would just um, be uh, with her, um, and that you would strengthen her and bring the comfort that she needs in this very difficult situation, and that you would bring healing and restoration of every sort and every kind in every way to this marriage. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Desiree, Des- Desiree yes. I am so sorry. I'm so sorry you're going through this, but I want you to know that the Lord loves you. He's with you. He desires to strengthen you. And you keep in touch with us, okay? And we'll be praying. All right. Thank you, Pastor. You have a good day. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. We want to pray for you who are going through difficulties and hardships. And um, and we can face situations that are very, very hard. So continue to pray for Desiree. Let's go to Chris in Denver. 
Chris? Hey, how you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Good. You bet. Um, yes, uh, about the caller before last about uh, sharing the gospel. Uh, yeah, what you said is just uh, exactly true. And uh, yeah, just it's like fishing. You know, you just take your time. Uh, it's like that person that came to church for six months that you described until they yeah. came to the Lord. You know, you just keep on throwing the line out there and, and uh, you know, living your life uh, in a godly manner so that they see Christ in you. Yeah. Anyway, my question is, um, let's see if I can word this right. Um, you had uh, talked to that, uh, the young caller at the beginning, and you had mentioned uh, Adam. Was Adam like the son of man that brought sin into the world? And is that why Jesus refers to himself as the Son of Man bringing righteousness into the world? Well, it was the title that Jesus actually gave himself, especially when you go through Luke's Gospel, that the Son of Man. And, um, you know, and Adam, of course, brought sin into uh, the world. Um, and he's the one that, you know, brought sin to um, every man that was ever born. Now, Jesus comes along, and he says, the Son of Man. He uses, he gives himself that title, doesn't he? And he's referring to, you know, he is the Son of David, was the title, because he was the descendant of David, right? Okay, right, right. And then he is the Son of Man. And it's referred to um, his humanity, um, is what it does. And he, being the Son of Man, is going to be the one that's going to bring redemption to the world. Um, so that's what it speaks of. And okay. Yeah, and um, it, it was, you know, um, it, it's interesting. It was used even in the Book of Moses, um, but it, it is a title that— and I just want to give you a little bit. Um, th- he would call himself the Son of Man— um, and sometimes it kind of, but it's emphasizing his humanity. Um, I'm just looking up some notes that I had on it, um, that Jesus was, he was fully God and he was fully man, wasn't he? Yes. Sometimes, you know, sometimes I think that people think that Jesus is half man, half God. He wasn't that at all. Um, was he, Chris? He's fully oh, man. No. He's, he's fully yeah. God. And yeah. so he's the son of God. And but it speaks of his humanity, um, and so that's that's what it talks about, and that he would be the one, the Son of Man, to to bring redemption to the world. So um, I think there is kind of um, uh, they would call judges um, sons of God, little G, um, because they were judging others, and it's kind of interesting the titles that people are are, are given, but. God the Son, speaking of his divinity, Son of Man, speaking of his hum- humanity. Awesome, awesome. Well, and thank you, you. And you know, and here's the other thing that just kind of crossed my mind, Chris, is Luke uses that term a lot, you know, um, in Jesus making reference to himself. Luke was Greek, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. He, he, was, he was Greek. So a lot of people think that Luke was one of the disciples. He wasn't one of the disciples. He was a doctor called the Beloved Physician. He traveled with Paul on his missionary journeys. We know Luke was Greek, so when he writes his gospel, he's writing his gospel for what audience? What audience? 
he's for the Greek for them, you know, because the Greeks were into the perfect man. Okay. So, so he writes, you know, for the Greek audience, you know, John writes it to show Jesus's deity. Mark is showing that he's the perfect servant. Matthew's writing to the Jewish uh, audience to show that he's the king of kings. Luke is writing to the Greek audience to show that he's the perfect man, and I think that's why he uses that term, emphasizes the Son of Man oftentimes. So, yeah, yeah. good question. Great, great question. Right. So, hey, thanks for calling. We're going to go to break. So, uh, we got open lines. Give us a call, and we'll be with you right on the other side of the break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. It's so good to be with you. I am Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley. So blessed to be with you on this, this day, taking your questions and your Prayer request, give me a call. We have some open lines at 303-690-3000. So let's talk about the things of the Lord. Let's go to the Word of God for clarity and understanding uh, as we have some time left for today's show. We've had some great discussions. And let me give you that text line to be able to text in a question or a prayer request. And as time permits, uh, we'll go to the text line and we'll uh, get to those questions and those prayer requests. 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven. Hey, I would encourage you on your mobile devices to download the Grace FM uh, app, and uh, you can listen to all the wonderful teaching anytime. And then also put those numbers in your contacts so you can pull it up and give us a call or give us a text. So easy to do, and uh, hope that uh, you're being blessed by today's program. We do want to uh, just remind you here that uh, we're finishing the book of Isaiah, so come on out and join us on Wednesday nights. And then we put out our, our Christmas schedule. You can look at our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for Christmas Eve services. And then every year I do a prophecy update on New Year's Eve. This year I'll be doing a message entitled The Days of Sephaniah, introducing the book of Revelation. And then on Wednesday nights, starting in January, I'm going to take the congregation through the book of Revelation, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. So if you're up in the Greeley area, you've never done a study in the book of Revelation, uh, please come and join us and um, and look again at calvarychapelgreeley.com, our website, for more detailed information and directions and service times and all of that. We have multiple services all during the week. we got a place for all the kids and for the youth. I'm so excited what the Lord has done this year, so excited about what He's going to do. So i love to have you come out and worship with us. And then also to remind you to invite somebody out to your church, wherever you worship, to Christmas Eve services. People are more open 
to go to church during Christmas or Easter than any other time. So pray about who you might invite so they can hear the good news that Jesus Christ was born 2,000 years ago as the Savior of the world. So looking forward to the Christmas season as we end the year, and then looking forward to looking at the events around us that point to the second coming of Jesus Christ. So um, let's continue, 303-690-3000. We have open lines. Uh, but let's go to Addison on line one. Addison? Uh, hi. How are you? Uh, good. Good. You're on Calvary Live. Mm-hmm. Do you got a question or a prayer request? A prayer request. Okay. How can we pray for you? Um, for my brothers and um, that... We're going to go see them in Vermont. Okay. So for, like, my trip, too. Absolutely. So Vermont's a long ways away, but I hear it's very beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Let me pray for you, Addison. Father, I pray for Addison, whoever's going with her to go see her brother in Vermont. It's a long ways. Uh, Whether you fly or whether you drive, I pray, first of all, for safety. I pray for good health. I pray for travel mercies, and I also pray that they would have a good visit, Lord. Um, family is so important, and what a blessing that they're able to go. So I pray that um, everything would be in place to travel. Everything would be in place for them to have a good visit. And, Lord, I just pray that they would have a good time fellowshipping with one another and that, that Lord, you would be um, part of the conversation um, in any way, in every way. And, Lord, I just pray that you would just work in just a mighty way uh, as she visits and bless. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, Addison. You have a good trip, okay? Okay. Okay, Okay, Addison, when you get back, call us and let me know how it went, okay? Okay. Okay, blessings. 303-690-3000. A lot of you are going to be traveling. And uh, during the Christmas season, we pray for a blessed time with family, with friends. Uh, As you travel, um, it's a busy, busy time of the year. Just be safe. Pray that you're healthy. You have um, just the the joy of the Lord and the blessings of the Lord as you go to be with others that you care for and that the Lord would just show himself strong on your behalf. But let's go to... Mary Ann in Aurora. Mary Ann? Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. I'm happy with the Lord, serving the Lord. Um, good. I have a prayer request. Um, it's, a, it's just a general prayer, for the, um, sure. because I was inspired by this prayer, for this prayer, um, for the caller you had earlier in regards mm-hmm. of the little brother being hooked on drugs and stuff like that. That was right. my past um, nine years ago. And okay. I came to Denver for change and to leave everything behind. And I just recently got saved. I go to Calvary Aurora with Pastor Ed. Praise God. And, Praise God. And I believe in, I, I'm such a believer. Like I have goosebumps because God is the one that pulled me out of that rut, you know? Mm. And I just want to 
get a general prayer for those people who are in that predicament, that they can do it with the help of God. They just need to open their eyes because God is amazing. He's, yeah, he, he's awesome. He's our hope. And yes. he is our only yes. hope. And Marianne, yes. I appreciate you calling because there may be those who are listening that have loved ones that, you know, it's such a huge problem today in yes. our culture. Those who are yes. addicted um, to drugs, to alcohol. And yeah. even, you know, adults, it's, it's just so sad. And and I just, I just pray that, you know, they can come out of it because I did it. It's hard. Yeah. It's, it is hard. It is. I'm going to tell you, it's hard. <laughs> it's but the Lord is the one to do that do work. It. Yeah. God, and you, yeah. And you're, God you know prevails. what? He does. And so thank you for that testimony. And I want to encourage you, you keep going to Calvary Aurora, uh, to Calvary Church. Um, mm-hmm. You have a yes. wonderful pastor, Pastor Ed, um, mm-hmm. and a group of pastors and, and volunteers and leaders. Uh, that will love you, and um, I'm sure you've experienced that. Oh, it's and you, it's amazing there. Yeah, it is amazing. amazing. Love that love fellowship, it. and you keep serving the Lord. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And Father, I just yes. want to pray, Mary Ann. Her heart, um, she's been, um, she knows what it's like to be addicted to drugs, but you freed her, and I thank you for that. Uh, years ago, you saved her. And you're the God that can save anyone, whatever addiction, drugs, alcohol, pornography, whatever it may be, that you Mm -hmm. are the one that frees us from sin. Uh, You give us the power to live for you. Um, So, Lord, I pray you do that work for those who are struggling, who are listening right now, that you would minister to them, that you would free them, that you would help them. And they would know, just as Marianne has experienced, your incredible power and grace and salvation, that salvation is possible and available for them and for you to free them of whatever is is destroying their lives. And Lord, I pray for Marianne that she would continue to grow in the Word. I thank you that she's in a church that is just so wonderful, uh, Calvary Church there in Aurora with Pastor Ed and the the staff and um, those who minister that you keep growing her as she serves, uh, that she would serve with great joy. And, Lord, I thank you for her call. I pray you bless her this Christmas. And uh, I thank you for her heart for those who are struggling. And we just lift them all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. You bet, Marianne. God bless you. God bless God bless you too, hon. Bye. You bet. For those of you, again, I, I'm sure that many of you who are listening here in Colorado or in Wyoming or out on the East Coast, um, that you know people that you love and care for that are really struggling with addictions. You keep praying. You keep sharing. Don't stop praying because we can give up. It seems so hopeless at times. But Mary Ann is a testimony to um, the power of God in a person's life. And uh, it can seem so hopeless, but he is the God of hope. And uh, I just hope that's an encouragement to somebody who's listening here today. We want to invite you to call in 303-690-3000. is the number to call to be on the air. We still have time to take your call. We want to go to Katie and Greeley. Katie? Yes, Pastor. How are you? I'm fine. How are you today? I'm good. It's good to hear from you. Good. Well, thank you. Um, I was just wondering, when Jesus was in heaven before he came to earth, 
was born. What was his relationship to God? Well, um, when Jesus was praying, I think about in John chapter 17, when he was, um, right before he went to the garden, um, John 17, chapters 13 through 17, give the Olivet Discourse. Um, not the Olivet Discourse, the Upper Room Discourse, excuse me. And um, it, it records more of what Jesus said uh, in the Upper Room. They would leave the Upper Room, and then they would head towards the Garden, where he would be eventually arrested. And John 17 records that priestly prayer of Jesus before he got to the garden. And he, at the end of that prayer, he says this, that, O righteous Father, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you uh, have sent me. And so he's saying that, um, that, you know, the world hasn't known you, but I've known you. So the relationship that Jesus had with the Father, he was in complete harmony. He was in complete, you know, um, w- oneness. You know, he said, the Father and I are one. He said to those disciples in that upper room, if you want to know and see the Father, then look at me, because we are one. That's what Jesus was saying. If you want to know the heart and the essence and the nature and the character of God, I'm the perfect representation of God. So they had perfect fellowship you know, and um, relationship, uh, the Father and the Son, and they were truly one in essence and their, you know, nature in every way. And um, so that was before he was born. So we know that, and he speaks of that, particularly in John's Gospel, um, that relationship that he had to the Father. That's why the religious leaders were so angry at him, uh, because they knew exactly what it is that he was saying. And when he did say, in John, I believe it's chapter 10, that the Father and I are one, what did they do, Katie? They, they picked up stones to yes. stone him, and he said, for what works do you stone me? They said, not for any works, but you being a man, make yourself out to be God. Because mm-hmm. you got to remember that when they, they were waiting for the Messiah to come, they were looking for a man who is more of a political leader that was going to free them from, from Rome. Um, and if you talk to Jews today that are still waiting for the Messiah, they're not looking for deity. They are looking for a man who's going to come and it's going to free them and um, from war, is going to bring in prosperity to Israel. They're looking for more of a political leader, if you would. And so when Jesus starts calling you know, God his Father, that had never been heard of before and that he came from above, and that that he's eternal, and that he's equal with God. And, you know, um, but I have known you um, from all eternity past. And as John starts out, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So one with the Father, that was his relationship. Okay. So he would he would not have been referred to as the Son of God until his time on earth. Is that yeah, he was he was the son of God. Um and again, we were just talking about the titles of son of man speaks of his mm-hmm, unity. Right. He was also fully God and son of God as well. And so that speaks of his divinity. Okay. So he was when he in the Old Testament when he made appearances um where they call what was it the angel of the Lord is what? that the reference? 
Yeah, there's. we got to remember that Jesus didn't come into existence when he was born as the babe of Bethlehem. It, God incarnate uh, mm-hmm. became a human, but he existed um, from all eternity past. Um, you know, Ravi Zacharias would say concerning God, he is the only thing uncreated. Because he's the creator, right? He's the creator mm-hmm. of all. Right. And right. J- Jesus is the creator of all. He wasn't created. And that's the problems with the cults, like the Mormons and the Jehovah Witnesses. They will come along and say, well, Jesus was created. He, the Mormons say, was the firstborn of, uh, of, you know, the spirit children. They believe in God the Mother, God the Father. Jesus was the firstborn uh, between those two and that Lucifer was the second-born, their brothers, so they believed that Jesus mm-hmm. was created. The Jehovah Witnesses as well, Jesus was not created. He is eternal. And the interesting thing, Katie, is we've been going through the book of Isaiah. Isaiah has been emphasizing in this last part of Isaiah that the Lord says, I am God, there is none other. There is no other God before me, nor shall there be after me. I'm the Creator. And then you see that there's those quotes there from Isaiah that makes reference to Jesus in the New Testament. So there's mm-hmm. only one conclusion that Jesus is God, you know, that, that God says, I am the Savior in the book of Isaiah. Well, the Savior of the world is Jesus Christ. And other references that we can pull out of the New Testament that speak very clearly of Jesus. And so he, had, he was one with the Father, um, the second person of the Godhead Trinity, uh, eternal with the Father. And here's the other thing, Katie, for you to to kind of think about. Remember when Jesus was in the garden and he sweat great drops of blood? Yes. And, and the the passion of Jesus, the agony of Jesus. And, and so, you know, he says, Father, it's possible, let this cup pass from me. That is the cup of suffering and death. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Jesus, I believe that really caused him in his sorrow. He was sorrowed almost to the point of death, the the Gospels say. And he knew that the sufferings were going to be very, very difficult. But I think one of the things that really brought, you know, grief and sorrow to him was that when he would go on the cross, the one who knew no sin would become sin. And that fellowship that he had with the Father from mm-hmm. all eternity past at that moment would be broken. Right. So that we would be able to have fellowship with the Lord. And uh, of course his sacrifice, he became the propitiation, made atonement, he redeemed us, uh, his sacrifice was accepted, and um, so now he sits at the right hand of the Father. But it's kind of interesting to look at those things. And you know what? Some people, what brings us fear is, you know, we're afraid of these things and different things. When I look at that, what really should, you know, cause us to be anxious or worry us um, or uh, concern us is probably a better word, is I don't want my fellowship to be broken with the Lord. Right, you know? right. And yeah. we, have that, we have that relationship with the Lord, right? But yeah. when we sin, when we sin, when we're you know, um, entertaining things of the world, their minds are going off in mm-hmm. different directions. You know, that fellowship is hindered, and and I don't want it to be. Um, and um, so I learned from that as I read that. So just a little something to chew on, Katie. 
Yeah, there was a very long time that I, I wondered, you know, there were many people crucified in that period of time, and, and I wondered what was the difference between uh, Jesus' crucifixion and the others. But then, um, yes, the revelation came that it was a separation from the Father, and, and I can understand how painful that would be to be separated yeah. from Him um, but for the, even a but brief the, period, much less eternity. Yeah. But here's the thing, too, that... Isaiah says that he was marred more than any other man. I mean, yes. he was beaten. He yes. was flogged beyond recognition to where when he stood before the people and Pilate said, behold the man, it was like Pilate was saying, look at him, look what they've done to him. He was mm-hmm. beaten beyond recognition. Isaiah says they pulled out his beard. Yeah. So he went through sufferings definitely as a lamb that was led to the slaughter more than any other man, something that we can't fully understand. So, you know, um, but he he did it because he loves you and he loves me and he loves everyone who's listening. And he did it that we might have the hope of heaven and forgiveness that he provided on the cross and rose from the grave. So good stuff, And I'm thankful for that, yes. Absolutely. Go ahead. So one follow-up on that. So the Trinity, as we know it, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, would not have been specifically that combination until Jesus' time on earth. He would have no, right? Jesus, there there was always the Trinity. Right, you know, but not Father, Son and Holy Spirit, right? Well, yeah, there there was Jesus the Son. Um, you know, it's like in the beginning, um, God created the heavens and the earth, and it's the in the plural, Elohim. So that would right. include Jesus. Um, I know you're using that term, son. Um, let us make man in our image. It speaks of the Trinity. Right. In right. Isaiah, who shall go for us? It speaks of the Trinity, so that would include Jesus, definitely. Okay. Okay. It's okay? Just a, yeah, yeah. I I don't want to take up any more time, because that's kind of a confusing thing, but I just you clarified it very well. Thank you so much. Thank you, Katie. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Day. You too, Katie. Have a good evening. Hey, let's go to Charles in Denver. Charles? Hello. Hey, can you hear Hi, me? Hi, Charles. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, can you hear me, sir? Y- yes, I can, Charles. Go okay, ahead. I want to pr- yeah, I got a prayer request for my friend James Curry. He's having stomach illness. And I also want to pray for myself, my family, my friends, my coworkers, my business, and also that people that are lost and don't know Jesus Christ, and we all need to come to know him. So that's my prayer All right, right, Charles, let's do that. Father, I pray for his friend who uh, has stomach problems. Um, We pray that you bring healing to him, that you, uh, if he's getting treated, that the treatment, if you choose to use that in doctors, to bring healing that you would. But also I pray for Charles. I pray for his business. I pray that you would help him, uh, that you would provide for him those who are linked to him in his life, those who he knows and cares for that don't know you, that they would come to know um, Jesus, that Charles would be a witness, that he would be a blessing, that um, that you would use him to proclaim the good news of the gospel. And I thank you for Charles for this request and his heart for others. And uh, we just lift this all up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, brother, thanks for calling. Thank you, sir, and God bless you and your whole entire ministry. And your family. Thank you. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate it. All right. 
good to have those prayer requests. Good to to uh, be able to um, lift those needs up to the uh, to the Lord. Uh, we do have time for another call. Let's go to Janelle in Colorado Springs. Hi, Janelle. Brother. I have a prayer request and just an encouragement. Um, sure. I'd like to request prayer for everybody listening and everybody not listening as well, who this time of the year are more open, like you said, to hearing the message of the gospel, and for them to know that Jesus was born and died for them, and that there's no better day than today to accept the Lord, to ask him into your heart, to believe on him, to ask him to just fill you with himself and yield up your heart to him because he wants to forgive you. And I would just like to in, uh, ask for prayer for everybody listening who needs to accept Jesus, that their heart would be open because today is the day of salvation. That's what the Scripture says, and thank you, Janelle. And we are going to pray for that. And one of the things I wanted to add with what Janelle says is, you know, this is the time of year where we get so busy with things, and that's just a part of it. That's, you know, with the baking and the shopping and, the, you know, decorating and finishing up work and school and everything else. I got, you know, kids that are finishing finals at the college level, and, and it gets very, very busy traveling, all the other things. But what I pray is, is that we would take the time to share why Jesus came to this world with others, to really pray about who we could share with, or as Janelle already mentioned, um, just to be able to invite somebody out to Christmas Eve services. So, Father, I thank you for Janelle, and um, on her heart is to pray. If there's anybody that is listening right now to this program that has not given their heart to the Lord Jesus Christ, that they would understand this, that Jesus came to this world as the babe of Bethlehem, the Son of God, born and laid in a manger, wrapped in swaddling clothes. And he was born in Bethlehem, which means the house of bread, but he would claim to be the bread of life, the one who came from heaven. And he came for a purpose, to be as he, you know, the announcement was said of him, the Savior of the world. And he went to a cross to die for our sins, to take our sins upon himself. And then he was put into a grave, and he rose again after three days, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And I pray that, Lord, we know that the hope of any individual, the hope of any community for this nation is a turning to Jesus Christ. And I pray for those who are listening that if you haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, that you would call upon him right now, ask him to forgive you of your sins, that you would uh, surrender your life to him, your heart, as your personal Lord and Savior. Know that he loves you, know that he died for you specifically. And when he went to that cross, he had you on his heart and on his mind. And that's why he went, because he is our hope. There is no other hope. He made propitiation and atonement for you. He proved that he's the Son of God by rising from the grave. And he loves you, and he asks for you to come to him and surrender to him and to ask him to come into your life as your personal Lord and Savior, to be forgiven. So, Lord, if there's anyone out there that has done that, I just pray that they would, and, Lord, that um, that they would know that you hear them wherever they're at, whatever they're doing, and we pray this in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen, Thank you, and God bless you so much, Pastor. You bet, Janelle. Thanks for calling. Thanks. Bye. We're getting ready to end the show, and I think that's a great way to end the show and to encourage you. It, it, it is a wonderful time of the year. And as we'll be celebrating the first coming of Jesus, to be able to share that magnificent story of Jesus being born, but also as we enter into a new year, I really believe that the <clears throat> hope for our nation and the hope for our communities, we've talked a lot today about you know those who are struggling with addictions, a lot of problems. Uh, it seems like um, that it's getting darker. It seems like it's getting harder. Um, but we have a message of hope. And I just want to encourage all of you who are listening once again to pray about who you might share with, uh, to look at others uh, around you, even if perhaps it seems like they might get under your skin a little bit, to go to the Lord and say, Lord, how can I share the love of Jesus Christ with them? And, and to really pray about how you might share truth with them. Because Jesus is our hope. He's our only hope that there is. And to, to really be a blessing, the Lord has you placed where you are for such a time as this. And he wants to use you. And he wants you to be a light. So may we keep him the focus of this season. And may we express the love of God who loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And to know that a child is born and a son was given 2,000 years ago, Jesus Christ. And, and the message that was given to those shepherds or a message that are given to us, for unto you is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. Hey, thanks for calling in. Thank you, everybody. God bless you, and have a good evening. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.